Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. I'm Sam Matterface. And on today's show, myself and Alex Crook chat with the Daily Mail's sports news correspondent, Mike Keegan, after Ryan Giggs was cleared of assault. We also debate multi-club ownership models and we look at why Alan Samaximan is heading to Saudi Arabia. And Liverpool legend Graham Souness previews the new Premier League season. There's lots to talk about today. Um, let's start with the story which we brought to you on yesterday's show, and that is that Ryan Giggs has been cleared of allegations that he assaulted his girlfriend and her sister. Charges were withdrawn by the Crown Prosecution Service hearing at the Manchester Crown Court, meaning there'll be no need for a retrial, which was due to begin on July the 31st. Jurors failed to reach verdicts following more than 20 hours of deliberations after Giggs' four-week trial in August last year, in which he was accused of assaulting and controlling or coercive behaviour towards his former girlfriend and also assaulting her sister. Judge Hilary Manley also directed that Giggs was not guilty on all three counts as the CPS had decided to not proceed with the case. But what now for the former Manchester United and Wales winger? Because this is a man that was in charge of the Welsh national team up until his resignation in 2022 because he didn't want to prove to be a distraction for the team going into their European championships. Ultimately, after that, they qualified for a World Cup as well. Let's speak to uh, Mike Keegan, who's been covering the case for the Daily Mail. He's their sports news correspondent. And he joins us now. Hi, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Morning, gents. Um, look, I mean, ultimately, Gig's ex-girlfriend, Kate Greville, said she'd indicated an unwillingness to give evidence at the retrial, as giving evidence in the first one had taken its toll on her and her sister. But the defence say they've produced new evidence. Why did this case collapse? Well, it's the Crown Prosecution's decision uh, Sam, and, and obviously there's a huge spotlight on it that they will be well aware of. So, it, as you described, the, the trial um, collapsed the first time because the jury couldn't reach a verdict and a retrial was ordered. So, at that point, clearly, the CPS think that this is w- something that is worth persisting with and something has clearly happened between now and then uh, for that to change. Obviously, they have come forward and mentioned Kate and, and the fact that she is not very willing to, to go through it all again. Um, so, that would seem to be the key reason. Now, if you're representing gigs, then you'd probably say that the new evidence that they've brought to light may have had more to do with it. Either way, it's the British justice system. And, you know, we put our faith in that. And the fact is that Ryan Giggs, whilst we can say the case was withdrawn, a not guilty plea was entered. Uh, And I think for the Crown Prosecution Service, there are questions to be answered on how much this has all cost and whose decision it was to go ahead with the retrial. 
Where do we go from here then, Mike? Because we know, speaking to people close to Ryan Giggs, that he plans now to try and resurrect his managerial career. Of course, he stepped down as Wales boss because of the court proceedings. One of the phrases we've heard a lot this week, not just in terms of Ryan Giggs, but Benjamin Mendy as well, is the court of public opinion. Will the court of public opinion allow Ryan Giggs just to pick up where he left off? Obviously, that is the big issue uh, and something that I would have thought he is well aware of. As you've said, there is a a massive desire on his behalf to get back in and and make up for lost time. Obviously, this was, I think it was November 2020 when he stepped away from the Wales um, job. and, And he will feel like his career has been on hold for getting on for three years. So very keen to get back in and very keen to get back in as soon as possible at the highest level level possible. Now, anyone looking at this will obviously be wary of public opinion from, from certain quarters. And it's a decision for them, really. You look at the opportunities and where he would land. Obviously, it's the start of the season, so there's not that much going on. There's a fascinating one, I suppose, you could say, at Salford, where you know they finished seventh last season. If they get off to a slow start, would that be something that, that you'd look at as a way back in, potentially? Although, is it healthy to have a co- co-owner uh, managing your football club? So it is, it'll be an interesting one to see that I would have thought there will be a backlash in certain quarters if someone makes that decision. And it might, I think from what I'm told, Giggs is open to going abroad. That may also be another route for him. Social media doesn't help these situations. And I mentioned on Monday in relation to an entirely separate issue about the toll that this takes on people involved in the case on both sides, their private, private lives being dragged out in public. How do we find a more sensitive and expedient way of resolving cases like this? Should there be maybe a ban on naming both parties until there's a resolution? That's a tough question for a Wednesday morning, Sam. Mm. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and the, the situation now is, you know, if, if somebody is arrested um, in previous years, you were able to name that person and now you can't do that until they've been charged. So that's, that's obviously been a change in that direction. It's difficult to see a system where, you know, the, the judicial system can be held responsible for people going on Twitter and saying horrendous things. You know, it, I think... That's for Twitter itself. And we, we know on social media, there are lots of issues. Everybody's got a platform now and it needs to be policed better than it is. So I would say it's probably more likely to go in that direction rather than any change to the law. It's interesting, actually. We're talking about Benjamin Mendy. Sorry to digress, but Lorion over in France have just announced the signing of Benjamin Mendy. So he didn't take too long to, to fix up a club. But when we were speaking to a, a sports lawyer, a sports um, agent, John Smith, earlier in the week, he suggested, same as you, when it came to Mendy, that probably uh, a move abroad would be the, the most likely outcome. Uh, do, do you know if Ryan Giggs has had any interest yet from overseas clubs? Has he been working on that over the course of the last few months? No, I think because all eyes up until very recently have just been on clearing his name. So that that has been the focus. It's kind of, you wouldn't want to go down that route. Now, we know he's been working at Salford. He's been doing a little bit with the first team there to kind of keep his hand in. But I think the, the overriding emotion yesterday was, was one of relief, take stock uh, and be obviously thankful for that this is now behind him and I think he wakes up this morning and then starts thinking about those next steps. It's very hard in these cases not not to pick a side and I guess this vindicates people like Gary Neville who stood by his former teammate and has kept him involved at Salford and it vindicates Sir Alex Ferguson of course gave a character reference for Ryan Giggs in court and he took a bit of criticism for that at the time didn't he? He did Um, and as I said at the start you know that you put your faith in the British justice system and whilst the case was withdrawn a not guilty uh, verdict was entered by the judge. So, 
you know, Ryan Giggs is an innocent man. So you, you would then look back at those who supported him throughout this and say that, that they were right to do so. There's a lot, or it appears to be a lot, and maybe it's because we followed them because we're in this industry, but there seems to be a lot of these cases that are brought to court by the CPS that never end up uh, resulting in in a conviction. I go back to some of the, the other cases that we've had over the years, and you wonder whether or not sometimes that these cases are taken on because they're of their high-profile nature or whether or not they collapse because of their high-profile nature. Yeah, and you've got to have a little bit of sympathy for the CPS on this because obviously when word gets out that Ryan Giggs has been arrested, then there's a huge interest in it and there will be a large elements of society saying that this person should not be treated any differently than anybody else just because they're a famous footballer and football manager. I think in this particular case, there's a jury that couldn't reach a verdict and the trial finishes and it's then up to the CPS whether they go down the route of a retrial and they decided to do that and then we get to a stage before that retrial can start that it collapses. So there's got to be questions over their judgment there. Now, you know, we've seen that Kate has did not want to give evidence. Now, if you're in a position where your key witness, where, you know, the alleged victim is unwilling to give evidence, then what on earth are you doing taking that case back to court? Now, it better, hindsight is a, is a wonderful thing, but I know for a fact that this will have cost hundreds of thousands of pounds. Some people close to it think that it's more than a million pounds. Mm. And that money's got to come from somewhere. And so. that's just the retrial. Uh, yeah, exactly that. So, you know, they, it, it's it's a big call and it's one that they've clearly not got right on this occasion. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. You stirred up a bit of trouble yesterday. Yeah? Yeah, you did. When you raised the prospect of Newcastle benefiting from their connections to Saudi Arabia... Well, here we go. <laughs> 24 well, hours later. Eddie Howe confirmed last night that Alan Sam Maximan was in talks with a club in Saudi Arabia, Al Hilal. He says he doesn't want to leave, and Eddie says that he hasn't fallen out with him. But the reality is, to comply with FFP, they need to sell to buy. 80% of Newcastle United is owned by Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. Since early June, PIF now owns 75% of Saudi Arabian sides Al Ittihad. Al Nasir, Al Hilal, and Al Akli. Um, so, should there be any reticence about Newcastle telling everyone that FFP is a problem for them, selling to a club that their company already owns, their parent company already owns? Should they be restricted in selling to a club that their parent company already owns, or is this just the benefit of multi-club organisations? Well, listen, let's not pretend that they're the only club in the Premier League benefiting from the Saudi Super League this summer. They're not. Chelsea have managed to shift a lot of their cast-offs to Saudi Arabia as well. Looks like Fabinho is going to go for decent money. Alex Tellez, well, it's a nominal fee compared to some of the money that's being paid. Manchester United have managed to get shot of him. I'm told that they're trying to get rid of Eric Bailly by the same route. So I think what Saudi Arabia have done this summer is come to the rescue of a lot of big Premier League clubs who maybe have been mismanaged. Actually, not in the case of Newcastle, because I think they're trying to balance the books accordingly. And uh, we've made that clear on this station probably since the takeover happened. Actually, they're not going to spend hundreds of millions of pounds on players. They might get there eventually, but not at this moment in time. It's Al Ackley uh, that 
Hearts are in talks with Sam Maximan. I think Newcastle are looking for a fee of around about £30 million. And the knock-on effect will be that they'll then be able to complete the purchase of Harvey Barnes at Leicester. So clearly, despite what Eddie Howe is saying publicly, this deal suits all parties. I'm not convinced that Sam Maximan was going to be a big part of his plans for this season. And he's probably the only player, really, that they could sell without weakening the squad too dramatically and get a decent transfer fee that they can invest elsewhere. Questions will be asked because the connection is so clear for all to see. This is one piffback club buying from another. I still think it would be more controversial if we got to a scenario where Piff were buying players and then loaning them to Newcastle. I think that would invite a lot more scrutiny and that's what we were talking about yesterday. Oh, following last night's 2-1 pre-season victory over uh, Rangers, Eddie Howe spoke to the media about Alan Sam Max and Mann's potential move to the Saudi Arabian club Al-Akhli and was asked whether or not the club have had uh, their hands forced to sell him. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say forced upon us, but I think financial fair play forces that to a degree. You know, we could make a stance to not sell Maxi, but then we'd be in a position where we wouldn't have been able to recruit Sandro or any other player. So our hands would have been tied. So, you know, we knew this summer that the likelihood is we'd have to sell a player to trade. Um, and that is what looked like looks like it will happen. But as I say, until it's done, we don't know. Does Alan want a go, do you think? I think it's difficult for me to comment on what Alan wants. Um, all I know, we've had conversations together and, you know, I respect him immensely. I hope he feels the same about me and the football club. Well, I know he feels the same about the football club. There's been no issue between us. Um, we've had a really healthy relationship from day one. Um, but sometimes these things have to happen for the club to, to grow and for Alan to experience something different. Um, so that's Eddie Howe talking about Alison Maximam. Chelsea's dealings came under scrutiny too, didn't they, earlier in the transfer window with Jamie Carragher calling for an immediate pause to all sales to Saudi Arabia when it became clear that the PIF fund had an interest in Clear Lake Capital. Do the Premier League need to get in front of this before we find ourselves in a situation where we're, we're trying to be wise after the event? It's too late, isn't it? You know, they've already enabled the takeover at Chelsea to go through. Did they do enough scrutiny to see where the money from Clear Lake was coming from? And despite a lot of, uh, you know, public posturing, if you like, they allowed Saudi Arabia to invest in Newcastle as well. So I think it would be after the horses bolted if the Premier League were to were to try and do anything now. What One can of the they reasons do really that they allowed the, uh, the the takeover of Newcastle to go through is because they had a signed document suggesting that they weren't owned by the government of Saudi Arabia, whereas in the United States of America there, there was a sworn document which suggested that the PIF fund was wholly owned by the government of the Saudi um, regime. It's also been claimed that PIF, with their investment in uh, Clear Lake Capital, is a private equity firm. They don't really know what is going on with Chelsea. It's just an investment that they've got. But the Premier League is said to be entirely satisfied and there's no conflict of interest. Saudi Arabian sides so far have been sort of looking to purchase players that are maybe towards the end of their career, some of them, but there have been the odd one or two in their peak years, Ruben Neves being one of them. Alan Sam Maximan is, is 26 years of age and at times he's been one of Newcastle's saviours. With the club looking to compete on multiple fronts next season, does it weaken the squad if they were to sell him? Shouldn't they just be adding players rather than having to trade? Yeah, but this is the problem. Everybody assumed that they would be spending mega money because of their backing from Saudi Arabia. But in, in fairness to them, they've been pretty steadfast. They don't want to rock the boat when it comes to FFP. I know Eddie himself doesn't want to get into a situation where some players in the dressing room are earning dramatically more than others. So I, I, I never thought they would go down the, the, the Hollywood route, if you like. They've been linked with 
Neymar, there's even been talk of Cristiano Ronaldo, which was fanciful in the extreme. But in terms of the squad, I think you're right. I think Sam Maximan probably uh, would have a role to play coming off the bench. Would he be happy with that? I think he was a bit frustrated with his lack of minutes last season. They've got Anthony Gordon, who they signed as a wide player. Looks like Harvey Barnes will be coming in. I would suggest he's an upgrade on Sam Maximan. But it will be interesting to see how Eddie Howe balances trying to achieve what they did last year in terms of finishing the top four, reaching a cup final for the first time in a long time with competing in the Champions League. That's why. And listen, I've got no axe to grind with Newcastle. You know what I think about Eddie Howe and, and Jason Tindall. Dan Byrne, who I've interviewed for a book I'm writing about Newcastle recently as well. I think in some ways it's a good story. Obviously, there will be people who say, well, it's clouded because of the Saudi Arabian interest. But I just don't see Newcastle hitting the heights next season that they did last. I think it's going to be really difficult. Interesting that um, the FFP allows you to lose a certain number of amounts, 105 million pounds over three years, yet at the same time they've only just come into the football club so you would have thought they've got a little bit of grace time I wonder whether or not in the future they'll change the rules that with FFP that when you first take over a club you've got a, a year or two to clear the decks before you end up that would make more sense subjected to FFP restrictions because ultimately what we're seeing here is a Newcastle United entity now which has more money than the previous regime is willing to spend more money than the previous regime but it's been hamstrung by the fact that the failures commercially and otherwise of the previous regime are stopping them from being able to express themselves the way they want to and this is where the ffp regulations really fall down i think in principle you can say yeah it's great that you know clubs are are being more closely financially monitored by uefa but what it effectively means it it's a closed shop. Manchester City can basically spend at will. Liverpool, Manchester United, Chelsea and Arsenal. But if you're a new kid on the block, you're a new pretender. I think Manchester City can spend at will. I think that's been one of the major problems with them as well. I mean, a lot of people have felt as if they haven't been able to spend as much as they wanted to, to be able to spend. Well, they, 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 they've still spent a lot more than Newcastle have over the, over the, of course they know, have. the last couple of but windows. They, they, I think they've been, they've, they've been in situ a little bit longer, the owners at Manchester City, and they've built their, their club up to a certain level so they've got more coming in so they can spend more. But it has been an issue for them, which is why they're they're under a Premier League investigation for 115 charges, for example. Yeah, absolutely. And it would be fascinating to see how long those charges actually take to come to fruition. But back to the point I, w- I was making, I think it, it, it makes it impossible for clubs with new wealthy owners to really to really crash through that ceiling. And actually, in Newcastle's case, some of their fans were hoping they would challenge for the Premier League title. I think all the time they're trying to stick within the FFP regulations, that's going to be very difficult to do. And actually, we've got Asmir Begovic coming on later. He's just signed for Queen's Park Rangers. Tony Fernandez has just left that football club. I know he's been very frustrated over the years that he's not been able to invest as he wanted to because of FFP, and they've been stung in the past. That's basically kept Queen's Park Rangers in the championship, yeah. when really... He wanted to spend to get them in the Premier League. Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Good morning, Sam Manaface and Alex Crook here with you till one o'clock. A new fan hope survey has revealed fans' hopes, views and predictions ahead of the start of the new Premier League season. The survey reveals that Manchester City, should they be found guilty of any financial breaches, um, should be stripped of all their titles between 2009 and 2018. That's a quarter to 65% of respondents and an even more surprising revelation almost one in ten seven percent of Manchester City fans also believe that should any wrongdoing be proven their trophies should be stripped from the club's records when it comes to club ownership almost three in five Spurs supporters are hoping for new owners meanwhile Newcastle fans are confident of winning a trophy this year due to their new ownership and undoubtedly stadium atmosphere can make a break a match and Anfield has voted have been voted the best atmosphere in the Premier League, while West Ham, who are famous for their atmosphere at Upton Park since moving to the London Stadium, it's officially been named as the worst in the Premier League. And what is a team without their manager? Premier League fans believe Pep Guardiola is overwhelmingly the best manager, 23.7%, regardless of the budget he has to work with. In fact, 10% of Bournemouth fans... <laughs> believe that they would win the league if Guardiola was their manager. Um, Compounding Spurs fans' misery, 14% of them still believe their former manager, Maurizio Pochettino, is the best in the league, higher than their current manager, Ange Postacologlu, who got 3% of the vote. Joining us now to discuss some of the key elements of the Fan Hope survey is Graham Souness. Graham, thank you very much for joining us. Good morning. Uh, thanks for coming on the programme. Are you surprised that 7% of Manchester City fans would want to see their title stripped if they were found guilty of those financial breaches? Uh, yeah, I'd be amazed if, that, if it was Manchester City supporters um, saying that. Totally amazed. I, think it's a, I, think, I personally don't think they should be stripped of anything. I think um, it's, a hard, it's a hard one to take. I think try and look at the bigger picture what these people have done for that part of Manchester they've, okay, they've created an absolute monster of a football club but they have um, invested so heavily they've changed the lives of people in that particular part of Manchester I'm not sure you can punish them though given that you know they have the deepest pockets of any team out there right now so it's a difficult one but I, you know, I'm a football man I'd, and would they be the only team that's, that's pushed the envelope that's pushed the boundaries I'm not sure about that either Difficult one. I know you spent a bit of time in, in Bournemouth, Graham, and you'd have seen a lot of the cherries uh, over the last few years. Would you make a 10% of their fans believing that if Pep Guardiola uh, was in the dugout, they'd win the league? <laughs> yeah. Um, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. I think not a, not a chance. Listen, the most important thing you have to get right at a football club is recruitment. Man City have, have cracked it. They've got foot pe- football people making football decisions. Unlike at Chelsea, unlike Ed Woodward, unlike uh, Mashiri, unlike Ellis Short at Sunderland, unlike the guy at Derby, Mel Morris. Football, football is a tough business. And right now, City have got the, they've got the whole infrastructure right, and that's why they're the strongest. 
They've got the best group of players. I said this in a column I write in, in the Daily Mail. I said this last season. I believe that Man City have the strongest group of players, group of players in the history of the English game. If you take, for me, three players, you take Haaland, De Bruyne and the goalkeeper, take them out of it, and whoever has been subbed after that, it's like for like in terms of quality. They've got outstanding quality and a, and a very large squad. So I make them favourites again this year. Um, and it's catch me if you can for the rest of them. How do you think Liverpool are going to respond this season, bearing in mind uh, Anfield apparently has the best atmosphere, but uh, ultimately last That's season new, they fell well short? That, that atmosphere is not new. I speak to <laughs> players, you know, we've been on Sky in the past, players who were still playing, players who had just finished, and they all said the same thing. Liverpool, one of the toughest places to get a result, but certainly the best atmosphere. Um, I think Liverpool's hopes are based on what midfield players They've got playing for them next year. I like McAllister. I think there's nothing to dislike about him. I think he's a workaholic. He's is he 23 years old. He chips in with goals. He creates goals. Um, nothing to dislike about him. In fact, with that name, he really should be playing for Scotland, not Argentina. <laughs> McAllister's as Scottish as it comes. But um, I think it's. I think they've needed to replace. They needed to replace the midfield last year. A health, you know, a younger, more vibrant, more creative midfield. And I just think. They've got a good enough goalkeeper, they've got a good enough back four, and they've got goals in the team. So for me, it's what midfield, what midfield players they can recruit this year. The, the, the Hungarian boy, a lot of money. I, I know nothing about him, so I'll, I'll wait to see him before I pass judgment on him. But I think the midfield has needed strengthening for a good, a good season now. And let's wait and see what they I don't think they're finished with buying midfield players. I think they'll have to go again for another midfield player. Newcastle, the surprise package in some ways, I guess, last season in terms of securing Champions League football, mm, reaching, reaching a cup final. How difficult do you think it would be for them to back it up again next season? Do you see them again being in and around the conversation when it comes to Champions League qualification? Well, you've now got the expectation level at Newcastle. I think the players there and the manager and his staff were fantastic last year, not just in the results they got, but the manner of the, the type of football they played. You know, they, they, I can remember early season going to Liverpool, losing it, maybe some of their, their own doing because of their time-wasting antics. But they, they went to Liverpool and said to Liverpool, who are, who, you know, as we've talked about, a hard place to get a result. They went there and said, OK, we're going to take you on at your game, we're going to outgun you, we're going to outscore you, try to get on the front foot, stay there. And they did that throughout the season. And they were, they were an absolute, you know, pleasure to watch. But it's the expectation level that's now on them. Um... They see Sent Maximum, I think they're going to sell him. The boy Barnes coming in from Leicester, I like him. That would be an addition. Tonali, seen him in, playing for um, in Syria. He, he looks to be a really good player. But I, come, I come, keep coming back to that word, expectation. These players now have to deal with that expectation. They are now expected to be a top four team again next year. That will be tough on its own. Winning a trophy, they ain't going to win the league. I can't see them winning the league. But do well in the Champions League. Could easily win a League Cup or an FA Cup. But if they were to finish again in the, in the, in the Champions League, I would see that as, a, as another great, great season for them. Um, and that, will, you know, that, that won't be easy because you've got to expect a stronger Liverpool this year. Man United will be stronger again, I think. Well, 14% of Spurs fans think Maurizio Pochettino is still the best manager in the league. He's going to be at Chelsea next season. He's got a bit of recruitment to do before he can get them back on the straight and narrow. They've only got two central midfield players at this moment in time. What have you made of the upheaval 
at Chelsea. 12, 13 players leaving the club over the course of the summer. They brought in a huge number of players last year. It looks a squad that still needs some balance to it. The, thing you have to, the number one thing you have to get right at a football club is recruitment. And, and I think if you're a Chelsea supporter, and I did say this at the time, so you get a new guy comes in. Um, now, whether they decide to go of their own volition or not, it was Buck, the chairman... Is it Marina or Martina Marina, the, the lady that was involved? Marina Grasskai, yeah. And, and Peter Cech. They, those three would appear to have been doing the football, the football side at Chelsea. So they go, the manager goes, and then you got the new owner saying he's now the new sporting director. It's, and, and I made this comparison in the, in the column I do in the Daily Mail. It was like saying to Fergie, go off to Los Angeles and, and work for the LA Dodgers, is it? And start picking baseball players. It, it's just impossible. So... They need more football people. I, I could only describe what's happened at Chelsea. It's turmoil. And it still appears, appears to be turmoil. I don't know what direction they're going in. I'd be, I'd be alarmed and, con- and concerned about the season in equal amounts if I was a Chelsea supporter. I don't see what direction they're going in. You're 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave a review wherever you get your podcast from. We'll be back tomorrow with the best of the show.